First Samuel chapter 25, verse 1a. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him in his house at Ramah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Barry, I didn't think I was going to be able to get all the way through that. I know, I know. Really long passage. I bet most of our listeners are like, okay, this they whole already checked out. This whole First Samuel thing, we've been checking out for the past for the first yeah. like four or five minutes of it because it's just these long readings yeah, I know. With, with all these crazy words in there. Yep. Well, here so we this, are. I yeah. think I even got all the Hebrew pronunciations in there. Oh, dude. Samuel. Oh Israel, man. Israel Rama. <laughs> I mean, some might say Samuel. Sam, yeah. You know. Samuel, yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So this small verse is a big hinge in the story of first and second Samuel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not going to go through second Samuel on ODR, but it is all kind of the same story. Um, The reason we would have first Samuel and second Samuel is because they were literally written on separate scrolls back in the day. So in in the story of uh, the books of first and second Samuel, there's a really important hinge point. The, the namesake of the scroll dies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not a big shock. He's kind of been off the scene for a little while now. But, you know, I, I think we're going to really take today as an opportunity on ODR to look back at the life of Samuel and then really just the story of up to where we are now and, and uh, specifically look more at sort of the the first Samuel and or the story of David in first Samuel and the Psalms of David and kind of look at how those talk to each other. But, you know, first with Samuel, what, you know, amazing character and an amazing story from the beginning, right? Samuel, his name, you know, the pronunciation would be more like Samuel L being shorthand for God. And his name means God hears. Hmm. And uh, that is just, you know, it, it is tied to his birth story of, you know, his, his mother, you know, crying out at, at the tabernacle for a child and Eli, you know, mm. that whole that whole confrontation. God hears her in her exactly. you know, inability to conceive. Exactly. And gives her Samuel. Yeah. But on, you know, with most things in scripture, it's actually it, it goes further than that. There's a meaning under that meaning, which is you know, the Israelites are coming out of this period of the judges where God has really been silent to the nation of Israel. And there's, he's been speaking to, you know, these judge figures and prophetic figures, but, you know, generally it's a dark period for Israel. Very dark period. And the calling of Samuel, which is, you know, a few chapters in, is really a powerful story to me. And we mm. talked about this because, you know, we've heard the the story of God. If you grew up in the church, you've probably heard that story a fair amount where, you know, God calls Samuel. Samuel thinks it's Eli. That happens twice. And then like the third time he really responds and understands that it's the Lord. Mm. But every time that God calls Samuel in Hebrew, he literally would have been saying, God hears, Hmm. God hears, Hmm. God hears. And that is such Hmm. a powerful turning point in the history of Israel. And really what unfolds in 1 Samuel is God hearing. God hears Israel's demand for a king. And then, you know, God hears and sees the, the injustice and sin of Saul. And up to where we are now in the narrative, God is 
abiding with David. And, and as we'll see in the Psalms, God hears David. And so where do you see, you know, Samuel's life? We don't have time to like explore all of it, but you know, what are your thoughts kind of yeah, looking yeah. back at the life of Samuel? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's always interesting. And I would say convicting to me when I see, uh, you, you know, you see a life end, of a a man or a woman who have been faithful to the Lord their whole life. And I think this is exemplary of Samuel in particular. Uh, You know, you can go back to the, to the first of his life. And when, when Hannah is uh, gives birth to him and he's, he's a little boy and he's weaned, then she gives him to the temple. And um, it says in first Samuel uh, one, 21, as soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and dwell there forever. And it seems like for everything, all the knowledge that we have of Samuel's life in, in first Samuel, that he is, uh, that, that he stays true to that, Mm -hmm. that, that he lives in the presence of the Lord forever and and dwells there forever uh, until the end of his life. And so it's a, it's a life well lived, a faithful life. Uh, You know, it reminds me of, of second Timothy, Four verse seven, where Paul says, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." Mm. And it's always convicting when I think about this. You know, I think about uh, Joe's grandfather, who's one of my spiritual heroes. He passed away last year, mm. and, and I would say he just like kept the faith all the way to the end. You know, lived ninety plus years and just was so strong in his faith all the way to the end. And it always, uh, when I'm faced with that, I I just reflect on my own life and. You know, sometimes we have like these these petty differences with certain people or like hiccups in relationships or maybe even like huge fractures in relationships mm. uh, and, and different things that are going on in our life or, or different things that we're we're um, prone to do, you know, different sins that we're sure. that we lean towards. Sure. And, and you look at a guy like this, like Samuel, who who stays faithful to the end, who fights a good fight all the way to the end. And you just think. What am I doing with my life? Like I want mm. to, I want to end. I want my life to end the same way that Samuel says, mm-hmm. where I can honestly look back and say that I I, I feel as though I have uh, lived a God honoring life, one where, you know, I I in a sense have lived in the presence of the Lord forever. Like I haven't given myself to certain sins. I have stayed the course. Mm-hmm. I have had a heart for the Lord. I've been about His His work. I've been about his kingdom and, you know, any one of us that gets to the end and that can truly be said of our lives, like mm-hmm. that is a life well lived. Amen. You know, I, I was back this past weekend at the church where I grew up and mm. there's a, it's a massive, massive church in Birmingham called Briarwood. Yeah. And one of the lobbies is called the Bill Price lobby. And Bill Price was like one of the, you know, long time sort of foundational men of the church. And that lobby is called the Bill Price lobby because that's where he, you know, unless I'm severely mistaken, which I'm probably not. You're not. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, that that's like the lobby where he greeted on Sundays and he would like hang out there and greet people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like a real spiritual father of the church and, you know, probably just exceedingly wiser than either of us will ever be combined. And, And, you know, just, uh, a real incredible humble godly man who you know was he when he passed away it was like a hero's funeral at the church and i think it's so interesting like what's he remembered for yeah. 
it, it's how we just stood in this lobby and greeted people That's on right. Sundays. And, you know, mm. like, I, I think that that is just to your point about mm. a wise and faithful life, you know, like it's not like his books are all over the church or like statues of him have been erected, but it's like the thing that has stood the legacy is like this hospitality and this humility. And, um, yeah, so I think that that is a great cue to take. Yeah. Um, but moving forward, you know, Samuel's kind of last act. He, he denounces Saul as King. He goes, he anoints, uh, or, or he gives a farewell address, you know, when Saul becomes King and he's kind of no longer the guy in charge, but then he, he denounces Saul as King and then he goes and anoints David. And then, you know, we, we kind of see him a little bit throughout the rest of his life. Um, but his last big act is, is, you know, kind of David becomes the anointed one. Right. Right. And where we are now, Saul has completely just drifted into this deranged. He's off the tracks. He's off the tracks. Yeah. And and he's murderous, envious, mm. fearful, insecure. Yeah. And we have this insane narrative, you know, you just have to really immerse yourself in the story and remove the like Sunday school shades to think about like David is literally a refugee running for his life. People are trying to kill him. Mm. And, you know, he, all the priests at Nob get murdered because David was there. Right. Like we just, we literally cannot imagine the the weight and the fear and the guilt, you know, he's literally hiding in these strongholds in the desert. Right. And, so I kind of want to, as we pause in this moment, I kind of want to point us to Psalm, basically like Psalm 52 mm. through like 63. Mm. This, and you know, Psalm 34 is also like, there's a bunch of Psalms tied to this, you know, time in David's life. Mm. But a lot of these, if you just go and read through these these headings, like Psalm 52, to the choir master, a mascal of David, when Dog the Edomite came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. And, you know, it, it's this psalm that's basically addressing the wicked, and, and he's claiming how God will break down the wicked forever. Mm. And then he he concludes Psalm 52, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. I'll thank you forever because you have done it. Now wait for your name for it is good in the presence of the godly. And, and, you know, basically all of these Psalms kind of carry this intense concern and anxiety that David is feeling, but then it all casts it on the Lord. You know, Psalm 54, with a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Mm. And, I would just encourage all of us, you know, today's reading is this half verse. And if you're following the rhythms reading, spend some time in these Psalms, like in the Psalm Mm. 52 to 62, 63 range, because we really get to see what, what does the prayer life of a faithful person who's in great turmoil, great trial, what does that prayer life look like? And we see, we see fear, we see joy, Mm. you know, we see turmoil and tension, but we see hope and peace. And it's just really powerful because it's easy to view this in a very static two-dimensional way. And I think the Psalms really pair well because you, you get to hop on the other side of the curtain and like see it from a first person perspective. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I, I was just having a thought that um, this is this is a little little speculation on First Samuel. Mm, speculation. But I would but I would like to think this is that, Barrett's word, not God's. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is of of Barrett, not of <laughs> not of the Lord. But I would like to think that Samuel didn't just go anoint David, but actually like invested in him some, mm. uh, because you know Samuel was uh, he was a prophet of the Lord and. He had given himself to the to the Lord's presence mm. for all of his life, and and for all we know, he lived a very faithful life. Um, and, and so I, I I would like to think that you know that he actually uh, taught Daniel some of these things. Even when you were reading Psalm fifty two in that last part, it says David says, "I will wait for your name, for it is good in the presence of the godly." Mm. And you know. It sounds very like Samuel like, mm. and so yeah. th- there may have been a little mentoring that went on there Same. that allowed yeah. you know uh, that allowed David to kind of live um, in victory, as it were. David even was in Samuel's co- cohort. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, he might have been. Yeah, I, yeah. I think no, John, I think I, Jonathan was in there too. Like, <laughs> this is a solid cohort. Uh, great youth ministry. But uh, um, you know, whatever it is, I mean, it's, there was some kind of investing in the life of mm. David that led him to. Yeah. Be in these like crazy difficult times and yet write yeah. these amazing psalms. Amen. And ultimately, you know, whether there was that mentorship or not, it's very clear what what's the narrative of First Samuel makes it very clear is that David and Samuel both abide in the presence of God. Right. And I think what's our takeaway today, both from the life of Samuel and the life of David, is abide in in God's love today. Abide yeah. in obedience to him Mm. not as a means to please him but as a means to experience the freedom of his grace you know and and i i just am so i've been so encouraged walking through it's kind of one of those holy spirit things because jen and i try to read a psalm every day Mm. and lately i like recently hit this patch Mm. of like psalm 50s and psalm six like the 50s and 60s right and as we've been going through first samuel and i'm like oh my gosh like this is crazy yeah and so I think it's just a great, great reminder to, you know, practice abiding, like as Brother Lawrence would say, practice the presence of God today. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, for Barrett Fisher, turning the tables today, (laughs) Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.